Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Presidential candidate Nikki Haley said yesterday that she's requested Secret Service protection because then at least there will be a couple of people at her rallies. Yeah, that's not, that's not even a terrible joke. That's not a bad joke at all. It could, could have used that for, uh, you know, Joe Biden from his basement or his rallies. What was that, like a drive-in movie theater where nobody showed up? Joe Biden and... Now he doesn't have rallies, and he doesn't have debates, and he doesn't have press conferences. Although yesterday he spoke for a little while and proved one thing for certain, that it's past time for him to step down. Yesterday, Joe Biden was in rare form. He lied more times than I think I've ever seen anyone lie, and I've been in Washington for more than 30 years. The number of lies that Joe Biden told yesterday was... Honestly, Gurgle would have been embarrassed by the just extraordinary stuff. Old lunch bucket Joe. He uh, he tried to he tried to talk about Hamas. He tried to explain that there were negotiations going on with Hamas, but he completely lost his train of thought. Couldn't remember the name of Hamas. Somebody off camera had to shout at him, Hamas, Hamas. It was like playing Jeopardy with Joe Biden. And uh, what is Hamas? Uh, he didn't know. He. Uh, you know, what is Middle East terror and Americans being held hostage by whom for 100, wink? Uh, I know it's not wink, but that's okay. <laughs> it's more fun to say wink. So uh, Joe Biden yesterday, I've got, a, I've got some Joe Biden for you because his brain is no good. She is, she is gone. That boy is over with. Today is Wednesday. It's hump day in the Clinton household and Hillary Clinton waking up face down in a pool of her own dried vomit on the linoleum kitchen floor with an empty cardboard box of Empty, empty now of cheap New Zealand Chardonnay. Uh, and, you know, Bill wants her out of the house because it's hump day. And never know, the Energizer, somebody might show up, put some vitamin E on his uh, chest scars from the open heart surgery. <laughs> it's, it's a different thing. I, I am uh, telling you. And that means it's mailbag day. Also, mailbag day here on the Chris Plant Show. And I have right here in my hand, Michael Piercy has printed up the questions for the day. And it's mailbag day. So, we're going to get to that. Uh, Joe Biden, just amazing, amazing stuff. Um, and and wait till you wait till you hear it. Uh, the lies, honestly, so big. I think Gurgle would be embarrassed, as as the Reverend Al Sharpton likes to uh, describe Joseph Goebbels, Goebbels of the Socialist Workers Party. But uh, we'll get to that in due time. Also, lots of hijinks on Capitol Hill and in politics. We had the the Nevada uh, primary yesterday. And pretty amazing stuff. Joe Biden, he did real good. He's the only one running, isn't he? I mean, he's the, because they squeezed everybody out and they want to take the opposition off of the ballot, you know, Donald Trump off of the ballot in state after state, which is what they do in Senegal and Venezuela and in Putin's Russia and in today's Democrat Party in the United States, because keep in mind, the Democratic Party isn't. And we've got that. We got that coming up. Nikki Haley. 
had to be one of the most humiliating days of her life. She was on the ballot in Nevada for the Republican primary, and uh, it's you can't legally say there was nobody else on the ballot, but there were people on the ballot that you've never heard of and people that have dropped out of the race. And still, nobody, one of the choices was none of the above. And uh, that was the big winner. The big winner was none of the above. And that's, if you're Nikki Haley, you got to say, yeah, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, maybe this isn't the right line of work for me. Nobody won over Nikki Haley. And it did remind me, most people don't remember the yippies in the 1960s and the 1970s. There were a bunch of left-wing, dope-smoking socialists. Abby Hoffman uh, was one of them. And and they created kind of a spin-off of the hippies. There was the yippies. What was it? The Youth International Party, Y-I-P, right? Yip. And they just said, hey, we'll call ourselves the yippies, like we're the hippies, but we're the young international, the youth international party. And, um, and they used to... They used to, I saw them a couple of times out at uh, conventions and things, and they and they would chant a bunch of, they, you know, they love to chant and rhyme and smoke dope and and be stupid. They're, uh, that's your Democrat base right there. And they would chant, nobody for president, nobody for president, uh, over and over again. They, they like to do things, uh, chants over and over again, too. I'm with the nobody for president campaign nobody. because I believe nobody's perfect. Nobody keeps all campaign promises. Nobody knows you when you're down and out. Nobody bakes apple pie better than mom. And nobody should have that much power. If nobody wins, nobody loses. It's a pair of ducks. I work for nobody. I'm nobody's fool. That is Wavy Gravy. Wavy Gravy was one of the leaders of the Yippie movement. He was uh, kind of the MC at Woodstock. At Woodstock. And uh, then he became the official clown of the Grateful Dead. You know, the, the band, the musical band, The Grateful Dead. Everybody knows The Grateful Dead. I'm thinking he probably did a lot of LSD, a lot of LSD by this guy. And uh, Wavy Gravy coming out uh, campaigning, nobody for president, nobody for president. And they also chanted, that was one of my favorite chants, actually. My other favorite chant was, U.S. out of North America. They had, that was one of their chants, too. They, you know, because they were all chanting, U.S. out of Vietnam and U.S. out of here and U.S. out of NATO, U.S. out of Europe and... And uh, they, because they were all very stoned and doing a lot of LSD, they were chanting, uh, nobody for president and U.S. out of North America. And that, that's kind of what happened to Nikki Haley yesterday <laughs> in her defeat to nobody. She lost to nobody. <laughs> hey, who do you want, uh, Nikki Haley or nobody? And uh, the uh, vast majority of people chose nobody. That can't feel good if you're a politician. Amazing stuff. Uh, also on Capitol Hill, so we'll get to that. And uh, tomorrow there in Nevada, they have the caucuses. President Trump will be collecting all of the, uh, the delegates in the caucuses tomorrow. Nikki Haley will go home with nobody. Uh, and uh, that's the way that's going to be. Fun stuff. Also on Capitol Hill, uh, craziness over the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas. Alejandro Mayorkas, who uh, was not impeached because of some... Folderall and foolishness by, by three Republicans in particular, and a fourth Republican who cast his vote against impeaching Mayorkas, but there's kind of a wrinkle in there. It was a political maneuver, and there may be another vote. Now, I mean, this is all largely theater anyway, but uh, because if the House impeaches him, it'll go to the Senate, 
and the Lizard King will kill it right there, you know, Chuck Schumer. He's not in favor of justice. You know, they, they use that word a lot, justice. They like that word. They, they, I don't think they know what it means, do they? they, they hey, racial justice, economic justice, uh, that means redistribution of wealth. Both of those mean redistribution of wealth. They're really they're, uh, buzzwords for socialists who want to steal everything you ever worked for and buy people's affections with it, you know, like, like prostitutes, like Johns pay prostitutes, and that's the Democrat Party. That's kind of the business they're in. So we got that going. Uh, radical left-wing extremist terrorist Democrat Congressman Al Green, not the singer, the, uh, the other one, uh, Al Green showed up to vote in hospital garb, hospital garb. Uh, Steve Scalise, who is undergoing Republican congressman who was shot and nearly murdered by a Bernie Sanders campaign volunteer, he couldn't show up because he's undergoing cancer treatment, but he should be back next week when they're going to hold another vote. And honestly, it's I, I've been for how long have I been saying it's all a terrible cable television show. Our entire political system has become a terrible, not even a network broadcast uh, television show, but a cable television show, you know, broadcast network uh, television show. It's just a cable television show, our entire political system. And so now we've got to stay tuned for the next exciting episode of, you know, uh, this season. It's uh, let's impeach Mayorkas or not, or not as the case may be. But Steve Scalise should be back. And I'll explain because one of the four Republicans that voted against impeachment says it was a tactical maneuver that will allow them to have another vote. And he believes they can move two votes over and actually impeach Mayorkas. Then it goes to the Senate where the corrupt Democrats will kill it because that's what the Democrats do. They kill stuff. The, uh, and people, let's not forget about that. And they carjack a lot and loot. And they're arsonists, a lot of arsonists. And they attack Catholic churches violently and terrorize Supreme Court justices and shoot members of Congress and things like that. You know, the Democrat Party. You'd think they'd have a reputation at this point. But it's good to be a Democrat because the news media... They just, uh, you know, they'll get chapstick for Christmas, and and that's about it. Pretty amazing stuff. So I'll update you on all that because there, it's, you know, it's it's Folderall. It's still Folderall on Capitol Hill, but there are uh, a couple of interesting elements. And I have a, uh, I have a member of Congress, Republican member of Congress, who uh, explains it a little bit, and I'll I'll share that with you as well. Um, also, this ridiculous border bill that's not a border bill. Is is still lingering out there, um, and uh, I'll I'll explain what's happening with that too. It's not a border bill. It certainly doesn't secure our border. The Democrats want an open border because they hate America and they want to destroy it to the extent that they can, and they can because they have a lot of power. They have the Lizard King in the Senate. They have the sock puppet in the White House who doesn't know what year it is. He doesn't know what Hamas is. It's time, past time, that he stepped down as president. And I'll play the audio. And he lied so many. You know why the border, you know why we've got a problem at the border? It's Trump's fault and those MAGA Republicans. That's the lie that he is peddling now. It might be the biggest lie ever told. There's a lot of competition for that. I mean, over the course of thousands of years of Western civilization, some whoppers have been told, but this might be the king whopper of them all. He just, he lies with such ease. He's a giant liar, and he's too stupid 
to even know that he's lying half the time. But the reason there's a problem at the border is because of Trump and MAGA Republicans. That's what he said. Now, he's assuming that everybody has a brain like his and doesn't remember anything that happened more than 15 seconds ago. Um, Although he still remembers Shirley Booth. He loves Shirley Booth from Hazel. He loves that TV show, Hazel. Hey, Mr. B! He, uh, you know, he's, it, it's uh, nothing good going on there. But I, I wait till you hear uh, Joe Biden. He is just gone. His brain is shot. He's no good. And in this ridiculous non-border bill that the Democrats corruptly build in all their weasel language in hundreds and hundreds of pages, and, and it turns out what you thought you read on page three is reversed on page 314 because they're weasels. And Chuck Schumer is the Lizard King. So we got that going. Senator Mike Lee put together the Dirty Dozen, what he calls the Dirty Dozen Disasters, in the so-called border bill. It's not a border bill. Uh, and and also, did you see Joe Biden, the virulent anti-Semite? He didn't even go to Harvard. But he hates the Jews, doesn't he? He said if, because the Republicans are saying, listen, let's stop all this ridiculous we got the border bill, but you can't have it unless we have $60 billion for Ukraine. So the Democrats are pressing the barrel of the gun against the baby's head, and they pulled the hammer back, and they're quivering, sweaty fingers on the trigger, and they're waiting to you know, blow the baby's brains all over the place because they want $60 billion for Ukraine. You know, Ukraine gave the Biden family millions of dollars. Talk about return on investment. Boy, they know where to put their money. Somebody should look to Zelensky and the Burisma CEO for stock tips because these guys know where to put their money. Pretty amazing stuff. And the Democrats are holding America hostage, and <clears throat> they love MS-13 and the Mexican drug cartels, and said, no, we won't do anything for the border. Nothing, unless you give us $60 billion for Ukraine. And Schumer, the lizard king, he's out there, said, there are going to be American troops fighting Russian troops if you don't give us this money right now. I'm like, what about our border? $60 billion for Ukraine's border, nothing for ours, because they got the barrel in the baby's mouth and their sweaty finger twitching on the trigger. They're going to kill us all. And, you know, women are being dragged into fire hydrants in New York by the Venezuelan scooter gangs. They steal all the scooters, by the way. The whole country is turning into the beaches at Rio de Janeiro when it comes to crime and anarchy. Uh, not the nearly naked women, though. So it's not, you just get the bad part of the Rio de Janeiro, just the crime and the gangs and, and stuff because of the Democrats. Amazing stuff. But I'll, I'll explain this. And will Mayorkas be impeached next week by the House of Representatives? Still not by the Senate. I'll explain. Uh, a mother in Michigan was convicted in court on four counts of involuntary manslaughter. Because a couple of years ago, her teenage son murdered four people. And now she, as the mother, is looking at, what, a decade and a half in prison because her son committed a horrible crime. That means Joe Biden should be in prison for something, doesn't it? What about all the mothers of carjackers in D.C.? We're going to need to build a, a whole lot of prisons. Amazing stuff. Yeah, this mother... And the father is about to go on trial, too. For involuntary, he's already pled guilty to four counts. He's going to prison for sure. Because their son committed a horrible crime. 
I want to apply that to every Democrat Party household. Also in D.C., I live in D.C., our auto insurance rates are skyrocketing because so many Democrats are carjacking and stealing cars and smashing windows and stealing things, and the Democrats in City Hall reward them because they're pro-crime and pro-criminal. Speaking of which, the top prosecutor, former top prosecutor in Baltimore, looks like she's going to prison, too, because she's a criminal. Amazing stuff. The Democrats give me too much, too much for three hours of radio, but I'll see what I can do. We're at 888-630-9625. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. We have a uh, tragic yet hilarious story about dentistry in Great Britain. It's, uh, see, when the Democrats see this, they say, that's what we want here. And I'll share that story with you. It's kind of Obamacare for, for your teeth. It's, it's tragic, horrifying, and somewhat hilarious. All right, let's go to, uh, let's go to the telephones, Michael. Let's talk to the nice people. Let's go to Tom calling from Annandale, which we keep in Virginia. Thomas, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Chris, you're a bright and shiny star. Your television show, everything's just great. Please don't stop. Uh, <laughs> this, the, I can't believe the American people are allowing this president to lie to us. I'm putting a sign in my yard to say, stop lying, Joe. Simple as that. If we had a thousand of those around the Washington area, I think the government, government would get the get the message. And it's uh, it's just so terrible that we're allowing this guy to run this country. We've got to do something. And if we were to shut him down, I mean, if we were to let him know he's he's not fooling, he'd have to change. He can cut, shut the border down tomorrow. We know that. Well, we do know that. And we know that they're lying to us when they lie to us that uh, it's all Trump's fault and MAGA Republicans that the border is not secure. Uh, that is a lie so incredibly large that, uh, honestly, the Ministry of Truth would would blush. Um, just extraordinary. Now, you want to put a sign in that said, President, stop lying to us? Is that the sign you want, Tom? Yeah, Joe, stop lying. You know, <laughs> put those. Uh, I, I'd like to get some of those and put them up in my neighborhood because mobs would burn the houses down and uh, overturn the cars and set them on fire for putting aside. They still have their We Love Anthony Fauci signs up. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen.
funny headline on the uh, front page of the Washington Post today. My best girl burst out laughing this morning. And I looked over at her, and, and there's a, a big color picture on the front page above the fold of a, well, it looks like a, a, a watery highway in California and the Los Angeles River, which isn't really a river at all. It's a big trough. And there's lots of water in there because they've been getting a lot of rain. And the headline says, listen to this, rain won't solve California's water woes. Ah, really? So wait, they're having water woes, and it's uh, raining. Cats and dogs, house pets, hamsters, gerbils, there are all kinds of things raining down on California. And although they're complaining about a water shortage, when it rains, they complain about the rain. You people, honestly, I'm reminded of Wavy Gravy at Woodstock now. Don't take the brown acid, okay? Don't take the brown acid. That was one of the warnings over the sound system at Woodstock as the brown acid was no good. So people were freaking out. So Wavy Gravy got on the microphone, said, don't take the brown acid. And and uh, now in California, I think they're taking the brown acid. They complain all year long that it's not raining, then it rains. And like, hey, what's with the rain? <laughs> States attempts to replenish its strategic systems they have storage systems for water, are no match for deluge. Will you people ever stop complaining? Honestly, pretty amazing stuff. That's California. I, uh, I left California. There were many good reasons to leave California. And now there are even more good reasons to leave California. It's a very silly place. You know, it's kind of like uh, Camelot in uh, Monty Python, the Holy Grail. It's a very silly place. Don't go there. Um, Amazing stuff. Their lead story is vote to impeach fails in-house. The Democrats, and that includes the Washington Post, they like corrupt people in government positions, powerful government positions. The more powerful the corrupt government official, the better they like it at the Washington Post and and beyond. GOP fissures. They're fissures, you know, fissures. Spare Mayorkas for now, but only for now. Stunning loss for party in months-long inquiry. It's a stunning, nobody's stunned by it, but, but the Washington Post is going to pretend that it's really bad for Republicans and that Joe Biden is really good for Democrats, even though his brain is no good, no good at all. Just amazing. They also have on the front page the Michigan school shooter's mother found guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Um, honestly, um, I'm telling you. I don't know why I just thought of Rose Kennedy, you know, Ted, Ted Kennedy's mother, probably should have gone to jail for Chappaquiddick. What do you think? That's long, you know, that's water under the bridge. It's water under the bridge, see? That's uh, pretty amazing. <clears throat> but uh, school shooter's mother, and this is, this is nuts. Jennifer Crumley, the 45-year-old mother of Oxford High School shooter, was convicted of involuntary manslaughter by an Oakland County jury Tuesday after an emotional two-week trial that examined a parent's culpability for their child's deadly actions. The jury of six men and six women, what about their race? What's If their gender is important, shouldn't their race be in there too? Come on, you're the Washington Post. What a, what's the racial composition of the jury? 
The jury of six men and six women deliberated for about 11 hours. Did they get any food sent in? Before finding Crumley guilty of four counts of involuntary manslaughter in the deaths of, and they name a you know, 14-year-old, a 17-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a 17-year-old, a tragic, horrible situation that happens much too frequently because of Democrats primarily. The Crumleys bought their son a gun four days before the shooting as an early Christmas gift, a fact that propelled their their prosecutors the, 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 as the first parents of a mass shooter to face such serious charges in connection to their child's crime. Crumley's husband, James, 47 years old, faces identical charges and is scheduled to go on trial in March. The Crumley's then 15-year-old son uh, brought a gun to Oxford High School November 30th of 2021 and killed four students while wounding seven other people. Ethan Crumley, the son, was charged as an adult. Why do we have, uh, you know, this like, you know, we have uh, a different ranking for children when it comes to crimes until they commit a crime and then we charge them as adults? Except in D.C. when they're carjacking you and stuff. And then they charge adults as children. It's a little different here. So charged as an adult and pleaded guilty to two dozen charges, including a rare charge of terrorism. He was sentenced in December to life without parole. Life without parole. Should have gotten death, probably. Electric chair. I kind of miss the electric chair. Bring back old Sparky. That would be a good cable television show, wouldn't it? Everybody would like that. Everybody would tune in. So the cases against Jennifer and James Crumley are at the forefront of prosecutions against the parents of juvenile shooters, a strategy some prosecutors embrace. They love that word, embrace, on the left. As they and the public reassess who can be held accountable for a child's violent acts. Now, this is kind of an amazing story for a whole bunch of reasons. And they say that the parents should have been aware because the school had called the parents and said, he seems a little depressed. We think he's suicidal. They were wrong. He wasn't. He shot all those people and didn't kill himself. He didn't kill himself at all uh, without killing people. And then he killed people and he didn't kill himself. But so they were wrong about that. They also said that he drew pictures on his notepad of violent images, which I think about 50% of teenage boys do. Did you do that, Michael? Yeah, Michael did. I did, too. I drew all kinds of, uh, you know, uh, battle scenes and war scenes and shooting scenes and airplanes bombing things. And, you know, while I was being distracted and looking at the clouds and ignoring the teachers and stuff, I did all that. And uh, I didn't become a mass shooter. See? <laughs> like that. And and I've got to say, if this is going to be, and they, they bought the kid again, the gun, but, you know, millions of parents have bought their kids guns. And, oh, the other thing they had on him is they said that he was online looking at ammo. Well, he had a gun. A lot of people with guns go online and look at <clears throat> and look at ammo. I don't think that's particularly incriminating. I don't think uh, drawing pictures of violent scenes as a teenage boy. You know, maybe Hollywood is to blame. Maybe the video game manufacturers are to blame. By the time you're 15 years old, you've probably seen thousands of people shot on television and in movies and it all seems to be consequence-free, right? 
maybe uh, Quentin Tarantino should be on trial here. What do you think? Now, I, I look at this, and they say he was suicidal. They were wrong. They say he was depressed. Um, obviously, is a mess. They say the mother wasn't paying attention, and she was having an affair outside of her marriage with another man, not her husband, and maybe he should be on trial, too. He distracted her when she should have been parenting as a verb, and she wasn't. And now, trial examined a parent's culpability for child's crimes. And, and there are a lot of people that are applauding this. And, I, you know, I mean, parenting is important, and you have to uh, parent your children. But maybe your kid is just a psycho, you know. I mean, it could be the bad seed. If you know he's a psycho, you shouldn't buy him a gun for Christmas, of course, or for his birthday or for the 4th of July, for that matter. But, but nevertheless, this is an extraordinary precedent. And this, this woman did not commit a crime. So they invented a crime. You're guilty of four counts of manslaughter as though you shot these people. And that's crazy. But let's just pause for a moment. And say if you're going to, if you're going to do this, then again, what do we have? 950 carjackings in Washington D.C. last year, like three a day. Let's grab the mothers of the boys and the girls. They're young girls now too, with guns, carjacking people and killing people. And let's hold every parent responsible for the crimes of the children. You know, there's an old saying. How does it go? We. We do not visit the, uh, the crimes of the father upon the son. You know, you don't hold, let's say your, your father was, uh, you know, Pol Pot, a communist, Cambodian mass murderer. Do you find his kids and kill them? No, of course not. Let's say, you know, your father was Gurgle of the Socialist Workers Party of Adolf Hitler, you know, Joseph Goebbels. Do we find the children of, you know, I, I point this out from time to time. Because it's true. Lee Harvey Oswald allegedly killed John F. Kennedy Jr. by shooting him in the head on November 22, 1963 in Dealey Plaza, Dallas, Texas, while he was driving through in a convertible uh, Lincoln limousine. And uh, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was married at the time to a, a Soviet woman named Marina, I believe, and uh, she was from Savorodvinsk on the White Sea in northern Russia. I've been to Savorodvinsk. It's a Soviet, now Russian, submarine base. And I've been to Savorodvinsk where Marina Oswald was from. And they had two kids together. When Lee Harvey was shot and killed by Jack Ruby, um, Marina Oswald was left a widow, right? And and they have two kids. Now, Marina Oswald remarried, gave the kids and herself a new last name, and they all still live happily in the United States of America. So let's go find Lee Harvey Oswald's children and see if we can charge them. Um, let's get the widow, because she should have known something was going on. He bought that rifle, that mail-order Italian rifle, the man liquor, and, and uh, she should have done something. Let's Let's hold her accountable. Let's, and honestly, the looting that goes on in Washington, D.C., do any of these looters have parents? All the shootings, 
We had a 26-year high in homicides in Washington, D.C. last year because of Joe Biden. Not really, but I'll blame him anyway because, you know, he blames Trump for the border being open, which is pretty extraordinary. So let's hold all the parents accountable for all the crimes that are committed by, by children because they probably should have recognized that their kids were psychos and uh, they should have killed them or drugged them or what are they, you know, what are you supposed to do? The parents are now responsible for the crimes. We visit the sins of the child upon the parents. That is nutty. Uh, and maybe this woman was a bad mother. Maybe, maybe the father was a bad father. I don't know who it is that's going to sit in judgment of that, but apparently a jury in Michigan and a prosecutor in Michigan, we're going to charge both parents and put them in prison for a very long period of time because their son committed a crime. Huh. Now, they, they bought the kid a gun, and the kid used the gun to commit a crime. Did they know their son was a psycho? Well, the school said he seemed depressed. I don't know how the school is qualified to assess that. And that they thought he might be suicidal. They were, they were wrong. Uh, this is, this is a, a wild story. And, and again, if you extrapolate from this ruling where this might go, I, I don't think it's a slippery slope. I think it's a cliff that you're holding someone who did not commit a crime responsible for committing a crime that someone else committed. You, and you might say, well, you know, accessory before the fact, something like that, but four counts of manslaughter? I, and she's looking, and it's kind of weird. They're saying on, only 15 years in prison. She's, I think, a 45-year-old woman. And, um, and she's been in jail, I guess, since they charged her on this. No bail for her. But if you're an illegal alien marauding through New York City with stolen scooters and bashing women's heads in and dragging them into fire hydrants, well, no bail for you. You're, you're just fine. You're free to go. This is uh, Democrat Party America, honestly. And it's not going well. Crazy man, crazy. All right, do we have, uh, let's see, now we don't have time to get to, I'm going to get to Joe Biden <clears throat> from yesterday. And I think Joe Biden proved yesterday that he needs to step down as president. He's not up to the job. Nikki Haley's big defeat in uh, Nevada President Trump weighs in on Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch, or as it's known now, Tranheuser-Busch. It's Tranheuser-Busch. Interesting stuff. And Tranheuser-Busch with their big Super Bowl ad coming up this Sunday, getting more publicity ahead of the Super Bowl than it will get during the Super Bowl. Kamala Harris <laughs> watches Fox News, and you'll never guess what happens when she does that. Pretty amazing stuff. And Harvard University is being investigated by Joe Biden's federal government because Muslims and Arabs are under threat there. There are Jews hanging from trees all over the campus, but they're investigating people being mean to Muslims and Arabs at Harvard, now famous for their anti-Semitism, but never mind that. We got a whole bunch of stuff coming up. 
And we are at 888-630-9625. All right, mailbag today. Uh, dentistry in Great Britain, Obama style. That's coming up. And Joe Biden should step down as president after yesterday's performance. But right now, let's go to the telephones. Talk to the nice people. Let's go to Marcus, calling from Gainesville, Virginia. Marcus, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. It's so nice to talk with you. Welcome. Uh, I first want to let you know that I am African-American, and I have a comment about the Black National Anthem being played at the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. I myself think it's divisive, mm-hmm. and there are times that I've heard it. Uh, I was not comfortable because, like you've mentioned on some of your shows, why not have an Asian national anthem, a Mexican national anthem? We're all Americans. The Star Spangled Banner is fine. So my comment is this. What if the white players on the team took a knee during the black national anthem? What do you think would happen then? <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great thought. And I, you know, I know what my answer is. Uh, they'd be called terrible racists. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's, that, that's, that's your answer, too, right? They'd be called racists. Oh, I, I, I know that most of them would lose their jobs. They would have horrible mail coming to them. It would be uh, an awful thing. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, it's, this is the Democrat Party doing what the Democrat Party does. You know, they gave us the Confederate States of America and Jim Crow laws, and now they sow racial division everywhere they can because, Marcus, they believe it helps them on Election Day. That, that's it. But, Chris, I, I have to run. My wife has been upstairs. She may come down and catch me talking with you, so I've got to hang up. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, I hear that a lot. That's, that, happens, that happens more than you might think. Uh, well, Marcus, I okay, thank yeah. you. I thank you for taking the risk uh, to, call, <laughs> to call into the show. Uh, right. God bless you. You're in Gainesville. I'll look forward to, to meeting you in person and buying you a beer one day. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. Thanks a lot, Chris. Thank you, Marcus. Got to run before... The missus comes downstairs and catches him. <laughs> that is great stuff. Uh, I love that. And and uh, Marcus is 100% correct. You know, the, the uh, Democrats have decided that there should be different national anthems. It's not a national anthem anymore if it is racially segregated. But, you know, Joe Biden, who didn't want his kids going to school in a racial jungle when they were racially integrating schools in Delaware while his kids were going to school. He didn't want that. Joe Biden, they love, and he he was racially divisive yesterday. They had Black History Month event at the White House yesterday, and Joe Biden said some racist stuff. That's coming up, too. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.